You're listening to the Faith FM Breakfast Show with Mon Mon and Blake Blake. Blah, blah. Thank you, man. Oh, you're doing the blah, blah. Okay, that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Uh, how are we doing this morning, Mon Mon? Oh, Mon Mon is all kinds of good this morning. All kinds of all good. Kinds so not just like one goods. good no, way. Multiple goods. Multiple Even ways Even though of I only got to bed at one thirty last night. Mm. <laughs> it was, it's a miracle I'm here, let's just say. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty late. And it's going to be a miracle for me to get through the next two shows without saying something stupid. Well, the good thing <laughs> My is... My brain is not in gear. Um, tomorrow, though, there is no show, so you can sleep in. Well, tomorrow I've decided to actually open the RCM op shop, and uh-huh. I'm doing a little sneaky giveaway for um, Faith FM listeners. Ooh. Yeah, because I know that they're not going to be working because it's a public holiday, so they have no excuse to not come and visit me at the RTM op shop. And anyone who comes in and visits me and mentions Faith FM will get a free gift. Oh, free? Yeah, free gift. Wow. Drop that Faith FM name. Come see me, 45 <laughs> William Street, Raymond Terrace. That's a pretty good deal. New South Wales. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> As in Raymond Terrace, like Victoria or... <laughs> Just in case there's another one. You know, you know how <laughs> you it is. We, we double up the around one in Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening today. But speaking of some different places, I want to shout out for our listeners in Cobden, Victoria, 87.6. Thank you for listening. Also... <laughs> Cradle Mountain. Oh, beautiful spot. Tasmania uh-huh. on 88.0. And also our beautiful listeners in Collie. Oh, Collie. Okay. Western Australia. Hey, hey, Collie. Hello, Collie. Listening on 88.0. It's beautiful to have our listeners all around the world. Uh, I think I want to... We already talked about what you're going to give away, but we didn't talk about what you're grateful for. I am I'm grateful for a safe drive home last night. It was uh, really late and I was a bit worried because I was tired. So I'm actually super I'm grateful. grateful. For that too. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm grateful for cinnamon rolls. Oh, I love cinnamon rolls. They're I'll make my the favorite. best ones. I'll my make some for you sometime. Okay. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Coming up on Faith FM, five searches in less than three months have left Joe Biden out to dry as classified documents keep showing up without any explanations. Dude, just leave your work at home. (laughs) How hard is it? You would think it would be easier with the classified stamp. (laughs) Maybe don't take those home. We're here this morning to share a quiz with you on, I don't think we're going to do a creature, not today. Let's do a who am I. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Let me just find one quickly. You though. want to find the right who am I. Well, just because I think the pile is upside down. Oh, what about a what am I? Can we do a what am I? Okay. Yeah. So not a creature, not a person, <laughs> but a thing. Mm-hmm, that's right. Ooh, a little bit tricky, actually. <laughs> I like it. Okay. What am I? Clue number one. This one is worth uh, 500 points. If you get this right, you get all those points, and you will go into the running to win our double prize that we're giving away this week. I remember what it is. It is uh, two books about nature. Um, one's about the ways and world of insects, and one's called Amazing Nature. They're both um, appropriate for kids, appropriate for adults, uh, really great books. Um, you can have one chance every day to guess. So you gotta you got to carefully choose, because if you get it wrong, you're out for the day. Um, but if you wait, get it right... Yeah, but you've waited, you get less... No, nah, you got to risk it for the yeah, biscuit. That's that's it, yeah. We're all about the cookies at this show. Biscuits, cookies, we're down. <laughs> no, I'm um, talking about biscuits and gravy from the South. Just please send me cookies. I'm actually really hungry right now. <laughs> okay, so um, 
This is a clue. What am I? Ecclesiastes says a feast is made for laughter and wine makes life merry. But this is the answer for everything. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, I can read it one more time. So, a feast. Ecclesiastes yeah. says a feast is made for laughter and wine makes life merry. But this is the answer for everything. Mm. So something it's me, better because than... I am the answer for everything. No. <laughs> so something better than those than those things. Okay. Yeah. I can think of a few things mm. that are better than those. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is your number to text or call if you think you know what that is already. But don't get it wrong because then you're out. Don't forget. But it's worth five hundred points. Yeah, and that's in, if you don't if you don't want to play for the prize, that's fine. You can what is it? State it or star. State it or star it right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you can just put the little st- little star or, or let Asterisk. Shell know that you're just playing for fun. But yeah. I do want to encourage, it's school holidays, and Ooh, this yeah. prize is a mm-hmm. pretty kid-focused prize. Yep. So if you're a child and you're listening to Faith FM, text in right now. Go get, well, don't get without your permission, but go get mom or dad's phone with their permission. Text in with uh, your name and say, hey, I want to go in for the prize. I think this is the answer to the quiz. So, what is the prize again? It's a it's a double set, uh, Amazing Nature and Amazing World of Insects. Two wonderful, uh, colorful, beautiful books that talk about uh, nature as creation, and it goes. It has like short morals experiments for people to carry out. Uh, beautiful photographs, full color illustrations. Just they're just beautiful books. Really beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, and they're pretty cool. Like kind of focus more on children, and they're yeah. But they're, I mean, I'm a, like a child at heart because I'm looking at them, going, "Those are going to be awesome books." They, it says they're actually suitable for both, so yeah, it's like written in an instructional <laughs> language that's easy for everyone to understand. So it's like it's it's more focused towards younger people, but like adults are like, okay, you can read it as well too. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I want to shout out to our listeners, uh, not only to State and Star, but hey. Connect with us on social media. Check us out on the app, on Facebook, on Instagram, on the website. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to listen to you. I, I know some emails have been coming in. That's great as well, too. And you can also text us on 0491-064-669. And we would love to hear from you. Another thing I want to hear is what's going on in the world, Mom. The okay. good news. Give me some yeah. good news. This is really fascinating stuff. There's a design company that have invented, get this, Ceramic-like tiles made entirely out of fish scales. And they're completely recyclable. And look at them. They're actually really pretty. That's nice, right? They're nice. made out of... Hold on, hold on. I reckon DJ Shell's going to like the one in the middle. scales? They're completely made out of fish scales. How do the fish feel about this? Um, <laughs> well, they're, they're recycling it because you know how people eat a lot of fish. Oh, okay. It's not great because we are overfishing our oceans, and we should stop that. Um, but this is uh, this is what came about in an effort to come up with a renewable, biodegradable design material that also eliminates a landfill waste stream. So it's actually taking care of like trash. So these French designers are proposing to cover the walls of your home with fish scales. Uh, so in the re- in the reality, like I know it sounds a bit. Everyone's probably picturing in their head the wall of their house looking like the side of a fish. But in reality, the idea is actually quite an elegant tile um, it, uh, made from the fish scales, and it's called scalite, and it separates uh, 
And it separates when it combines naturally occurring minerals and the collagen in the fish scales to create a beautiful, durable, naturally fire-resistant tile. So fish scales are already like um, being used sometimes to turn into fertilizer and fish oil supplements, but more than that, more often than that, they're just thrown out into our normal landfill waste streams along with like the head and the bones. So you know we eat a lot of them, uh, our pop- human population does, and most of the offal just gets Wait, tossed. People eat a lot of fish scales. No, people eat a lot of fish. Okay, I yeah, was yeah. just like, wait, is no, this no, a no. thing? I didn't no, know. No. no, but I'm talking like as a as a byproduct, like they're just being tossed a lot. But here's my question: like, how? Mm. Because they're getting tossed into a landfill. Yeah. How are they going to stay on your wall in a tile? How is a not style tile normally stay on your wall? With grout there and you go. with mortar and there and you go. no, but but they're made out of like stone. Or ceramic, yeah, it kind of lasts a while. My my concern is they the do fish they smell. do have <laughs> they do have the fish smell. <laughs> Actually, they do have one ironic setback, and that is although they are fire resistant, they are not water resistant. So you shouldn't go and plaster your bathroom with these tiles. Hold on, just pause here. You're trying to tell me <laughs> that tiles <laughs> on a fish. Or scales are that you can't deal with water. That's the ironic part. I'm, I'm guessing that's part of part of the processing of the scale renders it like removes that capability of being water resistant. Um, but you can use. They say you can use them in any other part of your home, just not in your bathroom. It's a bit like wallpaper. Like you're not going to wallpaper. I don't put tiles anywhere else in my home. But <laughs> All over the, the floor. Why would I put scale? I don't want to walk on fish scales. <laughs> I wa- this is not good news, Mon. I'm sorry. <laughs> they they absorb any water they come in contact in, but they but they <laughs> um, swim away. Yeah, <laughs> your house is just swimming away. So they they are the company is um, working with a biochemist to find a solution um, to this defect in a true <clears throat> natural way to maintain the product's green credentials. So basically, what they're saying is they could have very easily already made it water resistant. That's not hard, but they're trying to avoid. Um, Using traditional methods. Making a good product? Yeah, exactly. They're trying, no. <laughs> They're trying to make it a good product by avoiding the traditional ways people have done stuff and uh, and make it something that is completely biodegradable and doesn't um, use new materials and is coming from a, a well, recycled source. Call me a traditionalist monster, but I like my <laughs> tiles to be water resistant. <laughs> They're working on it, all right? This is a step forward. This is good news. Like any Any step in the right direction is a good step. Um, so they have, <laughs> especially on scales. Yeah. So they've designed them to be used in a, a wide variety of applications. They say so, from interior decoration in private homes and offices to furniture and retail displays. Um, so they come in a they come in a really nice variety of natural dyes. Um, so they create like these wild marble like patterns. You have like a moss green and mustard yellow, and it looks it does look like marble. Um, so uh, this was uh, cooked yeah, up marble by marble is water resistant. You and the water resistant. <laughs> Eric D. Lawrence is the guy who came up with the idea, and he started the, the company. Um, he called it Scale <laughs> with his cousin Eduardo. And, um, and yeah, so it's actually difficult to zero in on the reliable supply chains of fish scales. Like, it's hard, it's hard to sort of, you know, turn up at the landfill and be like, can we get the fish scales? Uh, but even on the most recycling conscious continent of Europe, the square or rectangular tiles are priced in between common natural stone, um, and marble. So it's actually really affordable. 
Well, I've got a text that I seem to agree with here from Brayden. <laughs> no one likes my fish scale story. He says, interesting story about the tiles, though it does seem a bit fishy. fishy. I, I dun, knew, dun, I knew dun. someone was going to go there. If you could see the pictures of these tiles. Power you, move, Brayden. They're actually really pretty. They generally just look like marble tiles. And I'm pretty but sure. But they're not water resistant. But the- <laughs> <laughs> Go and Google it. Go look, look up Scalite. I personally like the yellow one. It's really, really pretty. There's also a nice blue one. And actually, the green one's pretty nice too. So are the cream ones. They're all pretty. I like them all. I would do I would do some room in my house with this stuff. But not the bathroom. But <laughs> not the bathroom. Not yet. I'm sure they'll crack that soon. <laughs> don't do it. Definitely don't do it yet. It won't be waterproof. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. On Faith FM, you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Mon Mon and Blake. We are getting some cool text messages in, but I got to say, Sherry, you did a great job, and I want to just give you first a big applause for the emoji brilliant star that you sent in, Uh, and you say, complete guess, is it living water? The answer is no. It is not living water. So that's a little clue for all of our other listeners. But I just want to say, good on you, Sherry, for yeah. for risking it for the 500 points, trying to get trying to get those 500 points for the quiz. That's a, that's a power move right there. You just, you just threw it out there. You chucked it. You just threw a, a, a long, long throw for the touchdown, and I'm impressed. So great work. Yeah. All right. We got another uh, text here uh, from Raphael. Uh, fish scales, tiles. That is true recycling. Imagine how many billions of fish scales are discarded. Yep, so true. And then he says, they look good. Oh, he looked them up. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, they're not bad looking, eh? And then he also said, Google them and show them to Blake. And I have seen them, and they do look good. But my problem is I'm all about practicality. I don't really care how things look. They just have to be super durable and practical. So that's why I'm a traditionalist monster. Yeah, so I like the old ways of doing things. So it lasts for hundreds of years. And just destroys the planet in the meantime. I don't think ceramic tiles are destroying the I won't hit you over the head with that. <laughs> DJ Shell did point out that real marble probably has fish in it as well. Yeah, from the flood. Fossils yeah. and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. actually true. Yeah. I will say in Turkey, they have the most amazing marble. It's everywhere. Turkish marble. Oh, really? This entire just buildings and rooms and Turkish bathhouses and pools and everything is made out of marble and it's beautiful. Oh, I want to go to Turkey so bad. Good place. Let me hit you on the clue for our quiz. What am I? Paul says in the last days, people will be lovers of this. Zero four, oh. <laughs> 0491 Paul says in the last days, people will be lovers of this. Ooh, little clue there for our listeners. I ooh, do I know what it is? I think I might know what it is. We'll see. Not a, well anyway. I won't, yeah, I won't can you can you give me a signal that might? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's the signal that I gave to Shell before. When really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the secrets are <laughs> out. <laughs> dun dun dun! If you can guess what the secret. Uh, gesture that I just made is <laughs> Texas at 0491064669, and you will find the answer, and you'll get 400 points for that for the quiz. Mon, yes, the world's crazy. Oh, tell me about it. And I just want to tell you, 
it does not pay to hide things. Oh. Because the truth will set you free. Amen. There are a lot of things in the world that you can hide. In fact, some things in the world are what we call classified. <laughs> Who heard of this term? Yes. What do you think it means? I think it means a headache for Joe Biden. <laughs> 100%. Nailed it. Got the answer. It's a crazy, crazy thing that's going on. Back in November, uh, I'll see if I can get this entire story down, but basically back in November, uh, some attorneys were going through an old office of Joe Biden's, mm. who's the current president of the United States. And these uh, attorneys found some strange documents. They had a little stamp on them, a little red stamp, and they said, classified. If you found classified documents, Blake, would you... Immediately read them yeah. and regret it later? Yeah. No. <laughs> I would read them and not regret it later. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, but I would tell no one, and I definitely would not report it. I would just I... have that information... And then come on Faith FM and report it. Maybe. <laughs> I would go one step further. I'd take a picture of them and put it in the family group chat. <laughs> Be like, look what hey, I found. Uh, did, did you hear about JFK? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what actually happened. Which is actually crazy because that did that information did come out as well too. Seriously. Lots of information has come out lately. Like the the freedom of information is What came out flying. of JFK? conspiracy theory the, stuff. The, the truth we already know? Is that well, what? apparently uh, it was confirmed that the CIA was involved in the assassination in some capacity. Dog. And that ju- that information came out, what, 60 years later? Maybe 70? Yeah, what when was it? Was it in the 60s or something? Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. So this came out on the one of the Twitter file releases that the CIA was intricately involved in... Whacking their own president. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. I mean, I... I don't even know what to think about that. It's actually just kind of scary thought to just process that. But another scary thought is the FBI is now involved in this entire uh, Biden conundrum. So essentially, uh, there's been additional searches. There's been five different searches that we know of where classified documents were found and reported on. So we have the attorneys that go in. They're actually clearing out an old office that Biden was previously using. They find these documents and, and report them because obviously they're classified documents and they're just thinking to themselves, well, we better report this because we don't want to get in trouble because everyone knew, like there's a group of them, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like finding it in the attic and going, hey, look at grandpa's crazy old stuff here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was like, oh, we found this together as a team and I don't trust my teammates. Oh, <laughs> so okay. we better report it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So then... The first search, it, you know, like I said, was an accident. But then four different instances since then, there was an intentional search for classified documents, and they were found. So they've had so that one where they were like, "Hey, if there's some classified documents here, maybe there's more." Sure, yeah. So they went to go search, and then they did find it. There was a famous quote by Biden who just said, "They were locked up in my Corvette, in my garage." Serious, you know, like he's just like downplaying the whole situation is like it's not like they were out and about my corvette's locked up in the garage so they're safe oh wow <laughs> it's just like a complete so why did they even have these documents wild. in the first place well this is what everyone's thinking to themselves and everyone's going crazy but here, here's the most ironic thing this is the thing that actually kind of blows my mind biden and his administration were leading out the investigation against trump who, who also had classified documents mm-hmm. uh so i think the 
the point here is uh, don't trust politicians. But anyway, moving on. So Biden's leading out in his uh, investigation to per- to prosecute Trump for having classified documents and saying how you know terrible it is that he's having classified documents in places that they shouldn't have them. So they find classified documents in Trump in only one location. Mm-hmm. Biden now has five. five different locations. It's like the pot calling the kettle black, yeah, right? Wow. It's just you can't it, – it's the – most political irony that I've heard of in <laughs> in really maybe ever. Like the guy who comes in before and basically runs his campaign on how terrible and untrustworthy Trump is. It's now proved to be even more untrustworthy. But but now he's saying like, yeah, but I'm not fighting the FBI. I'm inviting them in to continue oh. to search. And it's like, that's not the point. The part that you're being dishonest about is you have classified documents in your possession. All over your house, all over your old offices. And here's the other thing that's really crazy about this. You know, the documents are all all classified. We don't know what they really are, but, I mean, they could be like the nuclear codes. It could be like secret enemies of the state. They could be – it's actually pretty scary. Like just – and here's the thought too. If they're in his Corvette, Mm -hmm. if they're in his old office, if they're in places that are about, who else has access to? To Ooh, these documents. <clears throat> yeah. That's the bigger mm-hmm. issue. Right? So Biden is just saying, oh, I'm being safe with them. It's like, no, no, no. That's not the issue. They're all, and they're all marked classified with a big red stamp. I just kind of think that if he has access to them and he can just flop them around this way, I think we all should get to read them now. And declassify them. And declassify them, yeah. Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, yeah. Series of investigations may lead to that, which will be conducted by Merrick Garland uh, through a special counsel investigation interviewing everyone who was involved, including who may have been involved with transporting these documents, and then an investigation into who has been able to access the secrets and give them to other people. This is a Department of Justice investigator with subpoena powers, basically the power of the court behind him, who will be poking into these events and may lead to more information about Biden to be uncovered, which is a huge political threat to Biden. You know, he's trying to kind of allude to the idea that he might run again on his integrity, (laughs) (laughs) which is now under official investigation, Investigation. throwing the whole thing under the bus. Uh, This has now become an ongoing story, and it's a huge problem for Biden and his entire administration. And it just kind of, for me, just goes to show, don't put your trust in man. No. Definitely don't put your trust in the man. Mm-hmm. And put your trust in God. Put okay. your trust in the scriptures and the word of God, which are unclassified documents for everyone to read. Amen. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Right here on Faith FM. For the breakfast show with Monmon and Blake, where we are going to read some quizzes, and we have an amazing interview coming up here in just a little bit as well, too. But before we get to that, I need three hundred points. For if the you can third answer this clue. quiz, yeah, okay. Our third clue goes like this: Simon the sorcerer offered this to Peter and John so that he would have the ability to give the spirit to those on whom he laid his hands. I'm going to read that again in a second, but the number to text if you think you know is 0491064669. Just a reminder that you are playing for a double prize. It is two books, Amazing Nature and Amazing World of Insects, uh, two wonderful, beautifully colorful books. If you can tell us 
Simon the sorcerer offered this to Peter and John so that he would have the ability to give the spirit to those on whom he laid his hands. What is it? Not a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> That's just what I felt like no. when I was saying. But it, it turns out three people got the answer wrong Ooh. Ooh. for 400 points, but one person got it right. And oh, that good could on be you if you're listening right now. Keep in mind that if you get it wrong, you're out for the day. Gotta wait till tomorrow. But you're still a person. You're still, yeah, you're still a person. And we do love that you're continuing to listen, even though you've failed miserably. And like, <laughs> sorry. And there's still a, there's still an opportunity to get it on Friday. But you can stay at your start. You can still send in the the once you figure it out. You can still send in the answer because we still love you. Yeah. There's, and th- you know what, Faith FM, the place where. Uh, miserable failures come together we and they done, rely on Jesus. Amen. We should have done two quizzes today because we're going to be missing out on the quiz tomorrow because it's Australia Day. So it's going to be one less day for people to try and get in to win it. So try your best to, to get in with that chance today or on Friday. And tomorrow, instead of, instead of playing the quiz tomorrow, get in your car tomorrow and drive up to Raymond Terrace and come visit the Raymond Terrace op shop. Shameless plug by the manager here. And uh, everyone who comes and visits me in the op shop tomorrow, which will be open on Australia Day, I just want to repeat that again, everyone who comes in and mentions that they heard this on Faith FM gets a free gift. And if you're in another country, fly. Fly down to Australia Get your, for your free gift. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth it. All right. If you're from another country, I'll give you a gift and a hug. Wow. Power mm-hmm. move. Uh, we have our uh, interview coming up here with Mr. Kyle Vincent. Kyle, can you hear us? I can hear you, Blake. Awesome. Now, Kyle, I know you pretty well considering uh, we live at the same address. There's, it's, uh, <laughs> we do. It's a house of young kings, and we are... Working out all the time, preparing uh, for the future life of marriage someday. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, I just want to, I just want to give you my deepest sympathies. <laughs> oh, you got nothing to apologize for, Mom. <laughs> we uh, we we're going to the gym. We're going to the sauna. We're doing the ice baths. It's it's wild times. You at and the, your uh, soldiers. At the uh, I call it the Vincent Villa is where oh, where nice, it is. Nice, but Kyle, even though we live to we live together uh, in a house of boys with your brother Morgan as well too, the three of us. Uh, it is not the reason why I'm talking to you today. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, wait, what? Why is this happening? No, 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 no. The other reason is, well, I want to, I want people to know what you do for work, and really, when I say that, you do so many things for work. But there's a little, there's a little red dog that I want to talk about. Give us a little, <laughs> give us a little insight on this red dog. Sure, sure. Well, the red dog really is an alias for uh, the former uh, president of the uh, the church in the northern New South Wales area, Pastor Justin Mormon. Oh yeah, and uh, with. With uh, yeah, he's got red hair, and that's how I think the name stuck. Apparently, was his nickname in high school. But the uh, homage, look, <laughs> exactly the homage. Uh, but yeah, look what happened was you know probably seven or eight years ago, he and some other pastors got together, and they felt there was a bit of a a need to create um, higher quality documentaries that would communicate the prophecies of the Bible, and he thought, well, no one else is doing it, so we should do it and um yeah since that vision yeah we've been kind of busy trying to bring that vision to life that reminds me so much of teddy roosevelt uh the old (laughs) quote uh to be the man in the arena 
how oh, yeah. the critics, you know, they have all their things that they say. They always like put people down. They always have uh, some little discrepancy to point out to other people, but it's about the man in the arena who really yeah. puts his hat in and says, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot, mm-hmm. whether I win or lose. Mm-hmm. Now, with that in mind, you guys have put together uh, a documentary. I, I think you've, you're, you're continuing to put together more documentaries, but I don't want to talk about those just yet. I want to talk about the, the first one on the plate and what that the whole process of that. What's it called and how did that process begin? Sure. So uh, the first of the three films that we're making was uh, on the biblical prophecy of Daniel chapter 2. And so the film is called Kingdom Come, and that can be uh, freely available from kingdomcome.com.au. But that's essentially a, it's a half-hour feature documentary that explores the prophecy of Daniel chapter 2, and it explores it in a way that uh, if you've never had any exposure to Bible prophecy before, still will make sense to you. It's historically grounded. We've sort of talked to experts from, uh, you know, places like Oxford and Cambridge, and we've, we've got that sort of uh, historical grounding, which means you can find credibility in what we're communicating. But ultimately what, what you'll discover in, in watching that film is that the, the Bible prophecy of Daniel is, is indeed something that uh, I think people should at least explore for themselves. And I think that if they do, they'll find them to be uh, something that, they want to keep exploring, and, and this is kind of just a, a basic introduction to the Bible prophecy. That that film lays the foundation for future films. Uh, but yeah, it's on the second chapter of Daniel two, and a particular vision that was given to a king twenty six hundred years ago. So you know, I mean, that's twenty six hundred years ago. So it's probably not relevant for us today, right? Right, of course. <laughs> History can't teach us anything. Oh, but okay. um, I <laughs> <laughs> look. I, I think. Um, What's striking, of course, is, is in that prophecy, you'll see that six out of the seven predictions have already been fulfilled. And so much of it is purely historical. But, of course, you know, if you were a betting man, and I know you don't gamble when you play poker play, but uh, <laughs> if you did, you would, you would be inclined to trust this prophecy because, you know, you've got six out of those seven prophecies uh, having been fulfilled and only one remaining. And so, right, you know, if you check right. out the film, you'll see what that is. But ultimately, it's all pointing in one direction, and that is that, um, you know, the Bible is, is, uh, is indicating Christ is returning soon. Amen to that. Now, when you go through the whole process, did you, you said Oxford and Cambridge. I mean, did you, did, did you get them on Zoom or something? Like, how did you connect with these people? Uh, did, you go, did you go around the world, or did they come to Australia? How did the, how, what was the process of filming? Yeah, so... Yeah, we did. We did travel to those places. So we, I guess, there's, there's two elements to the film. There's the, the documentary uh, interviews, which featured different historians and authors. So yeah, we went to them um, and and interviewed them. And then we also did sort of location footage. So because the second chapter of Daniel is essentially a whirlwind through the great empires of the past, we went to uh, different locations that. That reflect that. So, for instance, for Babylon, we went to the, you know the Ishtar Gate in Berlin in Germany, and we filmed there in the museum. Now that's the big we, that's the big blue gate that they have taken right. from ancient Babylon to Germany, Monmont's uh, yeah. home 
Is it the fatherland or motherland? <laughs> I've seen that thing in uh, in real life, and it is beautiful. Is by it? the way. Oh, it's it's worth going to Germany alone just to, just see, to see the Gestage. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's like blue and covered in lions, in right? Golden lions. Yeah. Golden lions and gorgeous, blue. Gorgeous. Yeah. I want like that'd be cool to get like maybe some shorts with that pattern on it. <laughs> Actually, hundred percent. Yeah, it'd be super yeah, cool. Good, yeah. good biblical reference. You'd anyway, think the museum would have that. So you go to you go to Germany, uh, Mamman's motherland, yep. and then you see the Ishtar gates. Where do you go from there? So there, so the the Bible prophecy walks you through this kingdom. So there's the kingdom that follows Babylon is the Medo Persian um, Empire, and so we went to modern day Iran, Ooh. which was uh, of course where the Persian Empire was, and we went to sort of southern Iran around the Shiraz region there, and Film different sites relating to Cyrus the Great, who of course was the conquering king of the Persian Empire, who sort of sees that transition from Babylon into into Persia. So we filmed around there. His story, and, by the way, just want to say his story is so crazy. Like the Cyrus prophecies right. are just mind blowing. When when one of the prophets of the Bible basically goes and tells Cyrus, "Hey." What's up, dude? Just uh, let you know, we knew you were going to be king, and uh, here's the proof. And then Cyrus is like, you can go back to Jerusalem for that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty powerful stuff. Right, and and that's the thing. These these prophecies were were quite well known in the ancient world. It wasn't something that, um, you know, most people today are unaware of them. But, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of wisdom to be gained in in understanding them, and, and they are very understandable. Very cool. So you're you're there, Medo Persian Empire there in uh, Shiraz. Then where'd you go? Then we went to Greece, and and we filmed in Greece. Uh, of course, Greece being the kingdom that followed the Medo Persian Empire, and we particularly look at Alexander the Great and what kind of a leader he was, and how he was able to fulfill the prophecy of Daniel chapter two. So, and each one of these kingdoms were following sort of modern day stories to try to see these ancient kingdoms through modern people's eyes. So that's how we sort of narratively told the story. And if I'm not mistaken, they were kind of through the eyes narratively of different people. And one thing that I've been learning is all Greeks believe that Alexander the Great is Greek. But all right. Macedonians <laughs> yeah. will tell you, no, no. It's so true. Alexander the He's Great ours. is Macedonian. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Don't mention the war. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, all of Greeks listening. I apologize everywhere. Actually, Macedonians are the ones that might get mad at me. Uh, please yeah. don't go full Alexander mode on me. <laughs> so then, after you're in Greece, then where do you go? So after Greece, uh, we went to Rome, which of course um, is what Daniel predicted well in advance. While Rome was just a, a little port up the River Tiber, there. Uh, he predicted it would be sort of the last great superpower, and indeed it was. And so we, we go into some of the aqueducts around Rome and follow an archaeologist through there. And so that's kind of the last of those four empires uh, that we filmed there in Rome. And then, of, of course, the prophecy actually gets more specific after Rome. Really? Okay. So where where does the documentary take you after Rome? Well, look, I mean, so after Rome, we, we sort of look at how... Uh, the prophecy predicted that the, the nations that would emerge from a fragmented Roman Empire would be unable to unite. And then we just give, you know, look at, without being too specific, because there's constantly more and more um, developments in that area. But, you know, we just see how Europe today, which of course emerged from the Roman Empire, 
um, really remains a disintegrated Roman Empire. And the prophecy says that it will never be uh, properly united despite man's greatest effort. You know, it's interesting when we have all these movies and shows about, you know, someone taking over the world. Biblically, that will never happen again. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, those feet are made of iron and clay. And uh, I've never played with iron and clay, but I assume they don't mix very well. Definitely don't want to put them in a blender. (laughs) I just want to say, like, learning about the Bible and about Bible prophecy, like, I feel like traveling around the world to do it is going to be the best way ever. And I know that we can't all, so this documentary sounds like a great substitute. Yeah, you you may not be able to travel around all the time. And actually, in the world we live in now, you may not be able to travel all the time very soon (laughs) because of all the things that are happening. But this documentary does sound really intriguing. So where can we find it again? Sure. So if you go to the website kingdomcome.com.au, you will be able to watch the, the film for free there. And also, you know, if, if that sort of stirs your interest, there's, um, from that website you'll also be able to do a, a series of prophecy guides if you want to sort of delve deeper and see what other prophecies really? the Bible has. So you can uh, go there and sort of start your your biblical understanding of, of, of prophecy. 100%. That sounds amazing. I, I, the Bible is actually 33% or one-third prophecy, and understanding it and allowing the Bible to interpret itself is a huge part of your walk with Jesus. Understanding how to be a Christian is part of understanding what prophecy actually is talking about. Now, we only have right. about 40 seconds you got some other projects coming up. I want to get you back on for those other projects, but give us a little sneak peek. What is coming up? Sure. So that, that particular film, Kingdom Come, that is the first of three. The next two films look at uh, other Bible prophecies. I guess the sneak peek of them would be the next one is the seventh chapter of Daniel, which outlines a, a power. Some would know it as the Antichrist, but it's a, it's a power that would stand against God and his people. And, and it's a power that uh, many people have different theories about who that power might be, but the Bible's pretty clear in identifying who that power is. So the, re- the revealing the, of the Antichrist, part that, two. That's right. And then the third film is how that Antichrist power will work with another world superpower right at the end of time. And what, uh, yeah, A world superpower certain- that is very dear to my heart. <laughs> uh, that's right. I didn't want to mention any names. I know. <laughs> I know. It's... It's my people. It's my people. Uh, but, yeah, so so how Antichrist will then work with that world superpower, which we will not name or say to anyone that I'm from there. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, that's part three. That's right. That's part three. And that, you know, that, in a very distilled sense, gives you a broad understanding of, of sort of Bible prophecy and historically where we are till today, as well as how things wow. will ultimately come to be fulfilled. Okay, and so when can we look forward to seeing those? So they're going to be ready in April. So, um, yeah, we've got a, a couple of months to, to get them ready, and um, hopefully they'll be a blessing to the faith nice. of them viewers as well who will be able to watch them. Absolutely. We are looking forward to that. Before, before April, I want to get you back on here uh, to do a deep dive into Part 2 and Part 3. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Kyle, for joining us on Faith FM. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.